This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. While the rest of us have been going after walleyes and bass and panfish and northerns, these ladies and gentlemen have been patiently waiting for their time. It's their time. It's musky opening weekend. And Kevin Cochran's in to talk muskies, muskies, and even a little bit more muskies. Plus, he does indeed survive a fast five. And Sarah Smith from the Confidence Learning Center is in to talk about the Camp Fishing Classic coming to Gull Lake in two weeks. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck and I'm probably gonna need it. My luck is gonna change, I can feel it. I got a secret weapon on the radio. Kevin always tells me where the fish is gone. I'm fishing. Yes, I'm fishing. Paul Bunyan. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mandy Yurk, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, he's out of hibernation now because muskie season starts this weekend. Kevin Cochran is back. Kevin, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Kev. This is your time starting Saturday. This is it, yeah. This is, uh, this is when I'm on the lake, and, you know, it's, it's nonstop now until, uh, until after Labor Day, which is when I go back to work. Um, but it, yeah, it gets, things get crazy and, um, I don't get much sleep here in the next three months. <laughs> you will be on the water, of course, taking people out, uh, to catch the, uh, fish of 10,000 casts, the muskalunge. You're one of the better known and respected musky guides, probably in the upper Midwest, if not the nation. We always talk about this, uh, every year or so, but just give us a uh, quick story of how the musky became the fish for you. 
Okay, well, well, thank you for the kind words, Kev. Um, oh, boy. Uh, the Muskie Adventure was, uh, I guess, started in southern Minnesota. I, I briefly I moved there when I graduated high school after uh, after high school, moved there. Um, and my parents lived there in Owatonna. Uh, I, I fished for the first time. Uh, I began fishing French Lake, and it's, in, uh, it's in right, right near Faribault, Minnesota, um, and I caught fish there and I mean, it was, I was just hooked immediately. And I think the, the first summer that I fished really hard, um, I ended up catching like 31 muskies and, and from there, I mean, it, that was just kind of, that did it for me. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm pretty young. Um, and I want to go to college where, where's the best college near, you know, musky water located. And, um, at that time, and it, it still does, but Bemidji fits the bill. Uh, so I went, went to college up here for at least five years, maybe six years. <laughs> um, got a four year degree. <laughs> I, the first place I lived was, uh, uh, Balsam Beach Resort on Plantagenet with Clinton Patty. Awesome people, by the way. Um, I lived there and I fished a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I think I lived there for two years, and I fished. Um, I, I, you know, I was on the water not as much as I am now, but obviously um, a lot. You know, five or six days a week, and and that did it. You know, it that was it, and I knew I knew Bemidji was my home, and I've been up here since 2002. So this is 20 years. Um, it's my 18th my 18th season as a guide. Um, so, so I've been at it for quite a while. You know, the thing about uh, being up here, if you're a musky angler, is it's not just Bemidji, as it turns out, and as you found out, it's Cass, it's Plantagenet, it's uh, it's Little Wolf, it's the, you know, actually the whole Cass chain. And you, it's it's so plentiful, you don't even have to go over to Leach, and of course, that's one of the best in the state, too. You know, I, I get calls all the time, hey, you know, we, you know, Leach Lake Guiding, and I just pass them off to some of my friends that guide out there, but... You know, you're right. I mean, you don't have to drive the 38 miles that, that it takes to get the leech. I mean, you, you've got, I'm looking at, I'm in my driveway right now, and I'm looking at, you know, I've got musky water 100, 100 feet from our property. So, um, you know, the Mississippi chain, everything that essentially touches the Mississippi up here has muskies. So it's, we're, we're, we are really fortunate to be exactly where we're at. There's people that come from all over the country and, in fact, you know, they fly here from uh, different parts of the world to just musky fish. So um, for a lot of guys, before musky season starts, they at least get on the water and they fish for other things. What about you? Do you bother with other things, or is it just 100% muskies? Um, you know, I don't, but I, I, I used to do some surgeon fishing, um, but, you know, I, I'm on the water just kind of scanning, use my electronics to find fit muskies, to find muskies, um you know, a week prior, which is right now. So I've been on the water a handful of times. My family just kind of driving around. Um, we were up on the sandbar on Lake Irving, which is right right near where we live. And actually, my um, our kids um, happened to catch some muskies in their hands that were about <laughs> an inch and a half long. I kid you not, I have pictures of them. They, I think they caught, um, they caught like three total muskies that were literally like an inch and a half long, and uh, they had the spots on them, and, and that was pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, as far as pre, pre, uh, 
pre muskie season that's not something that we uh that i do really um however i'm in the boat i'm checking out fish and i'm i'm looking for them in my side imaging and my uh my pan optics um you know, just because I, I want to have a really refined game plan uh, for for Saturday. Well, we don't have to worry about low water and a drought at this point. Obviously, that changed dramatically. But just going back to last year, did you notice the the drought and the low water having an effect on muskies health wise or activity wise? Uh, not necessarily. Maybe like shallow water abandonment. So the 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 water that was five feet was now, you know, say three, three feet. And, you know, really I saw fish not willing to kind of go in that shallow, shallow of a water. And, and, um, so maybe from that aspect, but I mean, we still did really well. We caught fish, uh, definitely, um, you know, there were lakes that, that you had issues getting into. I, I think, uh, Lake Bemidji, you could only use one ramp and that was the, the north woods ramp um, and the north side of the dock. <laughs> so literally only one one access point on the entire lake. Uh, Plantagenet, I know you couldn't get in that lake um, part of the summer just because of the, the low water. But, you know, I, I fish a lot on all the area lakes, including the, the cast chain. And there were some sketchy areas on cast. Um, some of the sand flats were... We're a little sketchy. They're they're pretty shallow, but as far as having any kind of a negative effect on the muskies itself, I didn't really see it. You know, other than maybe some shallow water abandonment and just them not willing to go into that shallow water. You know, it's interesting because I mean, obviously there are there are things that could happen that would be, have devastating effects on fish, unquestionably. But when it comes to the things we've seen, whether it be AIS and the and the clearing up of water or even last year when the water levels were low, it affected anglers and the way they fish far more than it affected fish. Fish, they did what they had to do to to survive. Anglers had a much harder, usually have a much harder time making the adjustment themselves. Absolutely. And, and you see that, you know, like you said, with AIS, with really any any other kind of impact that, that displaces fish, um, you see just their location is is may not be what it was the previous year um so that's kind of when some of the old school guys maybe they struggled um and for us guys that are that are keen on using electronics to find fish you know maybe that was easier for us to do it it really didn't affect us or or our catch rate much at all so um yeah just you know my advice it if you were to to have that scenario again just you know buy the best electronics you can find and and use them and understand how to use them. Electronics is a, certainly a game changer. I've been hearing that from so many people, especially, you know, some of the brand new stuff that's just, uh, just, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the new amazing. stuff. Yeah, it is amazing. And uh, certainly, you know, you worry about kids uh, getting too much screen time, even in the boat now, they're going to want to look at those screens all the time. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's. that's you know, unfortunately, that's my job is to just sit there and look at the look at the screens all day long and, <laughs> and and find fish and you know and that's a really actually I don't know if you know this or not but it's a pretty controversial um, subject like how much technology is too much technology sure. and mm-hmm. you know from I don't know from a standpoint of like success on the water. Um, you know, in my opinion, you need to have all the advantages um, that you can have. Um, you know, some people say it may be cheating. You know, I 
I don't look at it like that, but I also this is how I how I make a li- how I how I live. You know, it's how I support my family is is you know essentially using electronics and and uh, locating fish and catching them. But uh, but <laughs> along uh, on the musky boards and the Facebook pages, there's a lot of guys that are willing to throw guys under the bus that use specific electronics. That's that's a it's a, definitely a subject. Well, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like, you know, I mean, I, I know there's two sides to the story, and I kind of, you know, I don't know where I, where I fall completely, but I'll say this. I don't still have a flip phone. I don't still have a tube television, and I'm not going back. I mean, when the genie's out of the bottle, the genie's out of the bottle. Yeah, this is true, yeah. Unless something is made, you know, like like you can't use certain things to to fish certain tournaments unless there's rules like that. Then, I mean, guys are going to do it. And you know, in all reality, I was doing the same thing with side imaging that I do right now. So I would I would go through a spot and I would mark fish, and then I would say, okay, well, there's three fish on the three muskies that is on this spot. So and we're going to cast at them. So you know, a, a lot of what I do now is it's more real time. So it's more like, okay, well, there's a fish, and, um, you know, we're going to cast at it. And, you know, and I do, this isn't, uh, this isn't, this doesn't happen every scenario because there's a lot of, a lot of different scenarios where, um, like, spotting fish and casting at them isn't, it doesn't work. So, like, shallow water, rock, um, vast open water, it's kind of tough. Um, you have a lot of different scenarios that um, that that don't lead themselves to to me doing this. So, um, you know, if fish are on structure, if they're using a specific kind of structure, um, and I can find them, then you know that's that's it's kind of like a like sharp shooting fish. But um, you know, and then they have to be willing to they have to open their mouths and bite. But uh, but I do a lot of. Uh, I do a lot of like, you know, there's, like I said, different scenarios where it just doesn't work. So we are essentially casting blind um, and fishing actual spots instead of fishing for fish. So we just discussed probably the biggest change in fishing since you you got into the guiding biz. Um, Aside from electronics, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen over the last 20 years? I would say uh, equipment like rods and reels, without a doubt. So I'm I'm still using essentially like the same net that I bought in maybe like 2005. So it's a, I've used a I have a couple Fraybill big Kahuna's. Still use them. Great nets. Um, that's that's kind of the the a great net still today. There's there's improvements and there's newer ones, but uh, nets not so much. Um, rods and reels for sure. Uh, a lot of what I do is. Uh, casting, jigging, um, and then trolling as well. But like all my casting rods are nine and a half or ten foot, uh, custom built Thorn Brother Predator rods um, from Thorn Brothers in the Twin Cities. And you know, in my opinion, that's those those sticks are insane. They're, I mean, you can do crazy deep and wide figure eights if you want. Um, and uh, you know, if, if you pair that with obviously braided line, the Shimano tranks, um, it's a it's an inexpensive unit, but at the same time, like that's that's top of the line. Um, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have issues with it. So you can throw like bigger baits with it, uh, harder pulling baits, 
um, you know, and, and reels essentially now they're they're a lot different than where they were, say, like 2002, 2005. Um, you know, and, and Shimano's kind of ahead of the game and, and all the real real manufacturing. But but yeah, without a doubt, rods and reels. That's that's kind of that's another huge thing uh, right behind electronics. We've been talking a lot of Muskie this week. The Muskie opener is this weekend. We have a lot more to cover on that with Kevin Cochran later on in the show. But up next, we get the details on the 39th annual Camp Fishing Classic coming to Gull Lake two weeks from now. Sarah Smith, the Marketing Invent Director of Confidence Learning Center, joins us next on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu I'm Bill Rosedahl, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Big event coming up on Gull Lake in a couple of weeks. We have Sarah Smith, the Marketing and Event Director of the Confidence Learning Center, to talk about their annual Camp Fishing Classic. First of all, Sarah, thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, let's talk about the uh, Camp Fishing Classic, of which uh, you were telling me before we started uh, rolling here, uh, actually is part of a kind of a, I don't know, what would you call it, a triathlete type thing? Kind of. I mean, that's kind of the best way it's been put, I guess, to me. <laughs> it's definitely a, it's a two-day um, two event, a like culmination of events. There's like three events wrapped into two days. Okay. All, yeah, so... So the so the, the we're going to talk primarily about the fishing classic, but what else goes on as part of this event? Yeah, so this is our camp classic weekend. Um, Friday on June seventeenth, we kick off with a golf classic at the Madden's Golf Course. Um, that is sold out, um, but we're very excited for that. And then in the evening, we invite all golfers and then all of our fishermen for the fishing classic two confidence learning for what we call our Sir Tolman's Mariucci Fest, which is just a gathering of people to really pre-register for the event, grab their goodies for the fishing event, but also to come and enjoy a meal, have some beverages, and then we have a live and silent auction um, so that we can continue our efforts in raising money for the programs out at Confidence Learning Center. Okay. Wow. So that is a, that's a... That's a weekend. It's a weekend. It is, you know, and it's the third weekend of June every single year, and we've been doing it for 39 years, so we make it work. <laughs> so do a lot of people do both uh, the golf and the fishing? Not a ton, but I would say probably about, oh, probably 10 15% of our guests are crossover where they will do both the uh, golf and the fishing. Uh, the the food and the fun and the fest, that's something we encourage everyone to come. And a lot of people do that portion of it as well. Well, the Camp Fishing Classic is on Gull Lake, and that is going to be Saturday the 18th, correct? Correct. It's a great way to kick off your Father's Day weekend. 
And there are still spots available in that tournament? There is. Yep. So our fishing tournament is still open to register. We ask that people register here within the next week as we're doing our pairings. But um, I guess we should talk a little bit about our format. Yes. It is pretty unique. Okay, cool. Yeah. So our fishing classic is teams of three. And there's really three different ways to sign up. You can sign up as a full team of three and name one person the guide of the boat. The guide of the boat would then bring um, everything needed for fishing for that day. Or you can sign up as a team of two for two participants. And all those two participants need to do is bring whatever is needed for the weather. And then we will assign them to a guide, a professional guide, um, who is volunteering their day. And that gu- you know, and that's the third way to sign up. If there's any fishing guides out there, we can still use a few more. Um, but the guides sign up to volunteer for the day. They provide the boat, the bait. Um, we'll send you out with some food and water. Um, but, yeah, it's just a great day, and it's just a, a fun and unique way to do it. It is. I think it's really cool that, uh, you know, the participants have the opportunity to fish with somebody who really knows what, what they're doing. You could learn a lot on that day. And for guides, uh, they might get some future clients. Absolutely. It really is a win-win. And it's a multi-species tournament. We are um, we use an app for our weigh-in. And it's just, it's really cool. And you know, we give out awards, but it's really in the end, everybody is there for just what you said, meet new people on both sides of it, the camaraderie to meet, you know, some of the best of the best in the fishing industry. Um, but it's really just a day to be on the waters and hopefully catch some fish. And then a lot of breaking rates, a lot of fish stories come out of this weekend. So when you talk multi-species, does that mean you have to pick one, or does that mean you're just catching everything? Well, it's a very good question. You do not have to declare ahead of time. You don't have to declare until you, uh, at the end of the day. But we have a bass division, we have a walleye division, and we have a northern division. So you can enter into, if you catch three walleyes, and you enter three fish. So you might have three walleyes in the walleye division or bass, three bass for that or three northerns, or you can catch one of each species. So then you would enter into the multi-species tournament. We've seen it a lot where, guy, where you know, the boats will go out and, yep, we're going to catch bass today, and then they hook a northern and it's a good one. So they weigh that in and then they weigh it and then they get a walleye. It's like, huh, let's go in the multi-species this year. So, so it's it's three fish per boat. It is. Yeah, that's truly that is really unique. Yeah, fun. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is fun. Okay, okay. So, so you're going to be out there fishing Saturday. What time are we hitting the water? And what time do we need to be done? Yep. So uh, we have our guide meeting and our participant meetings um, setting up at seven fifteen in the morning so that everybody can be paired up and in the boats, and the boats take off at 8 in the morning. And this year we are actually launching from Zorba's on Gull, so on the north side of Gull Lake. Um, And there's plenty of parking, and we've got our logistical plan all tightened up and ready to go, and we're really excited to be in this location. Um, So they'll fish from 8 a.m., and then you got to be back to the docks by 2 p.m., 
and then we will have food ready to go for everybody and we have we're going to have a big old taco bar ready and then we will give out awards and presentations and um and over half of the people that come will also get go home with uh a prize because we do a random drawings for our sponsors they definitely kick in and so we make sure everybody goes home with something okay it sounds like a, a great day for sure um <laughs> if we want to get registered how do we do it you go to www.confidencelearningcenter.org and go to our event section and cl- click on Camp Classic. Okay. Or you can certainly just pick up the phone and call us as well at 218-828-2344 and just give us a call and let us know that you want to register and we'll get you all set up. Well, Sarah, I think most people in our listening area, um, Brainerd, Alec, Bemidji, Wadena, that uh, whole North Central Grand Rapids area, is somewhat, if not very familiar with what Confidence Learning Center is. But for our vast worldwide podcast audience, yeah. uh, <laughs> explain to people what Confidence Learning Center actually is. Absolutely. So we are have been in existence for 53 years, and we are an outdoor education and recreation experience for people with all ages with developmental and cognitive disabilities. So what that means is we have got over 140 acres of property, and and what we do is we can house up to 126 guests a night, and we provide all the programming and the fun and the things for people um, that get to do that might not get to do this on a normal day-to-day level. So that can go anywhere from fishing, whether it's hard water fishing in the winter or um, out in a boat in the summer. We are open year-round, and um, it's just a great, great opportunity for many, many people. Okay. Uh, About how many people does the camp serve in an annual season? So pre-COVID, we were serving over... 10,000 camper days per year. Wow. Um, and this year we're, we're ramping back up towards that number more and more all the time. It's really um, full all the time. And it's just, it's great. We, we serve anywhere from group homes to, you know, family units that might have an individual in their family with cognitive development or developmental disabilities. Um, we'll serve school groups. So really, we're all over the place on the types of groups that come in, but um, we're also, we draw in people anywhere throughout the whole state. We've had somebody here from Texas before, so really throughout the country as well. Um, and, and the uh, the event's on Gull Lake, but the camp is actually on Sylvan Lake, and for those of us Correct. who aren't 100% sure where all the lakes are in the Brainerd area, where is Sylvan? Yes. So if you um, are in Brainerd, we are about seven miles east of Brainerd over by um, really kind of that area of the Madden's Resort, the Craigens Resort in that same area, right off County Road 18. Okay, got it. Um, yeah, it's a, it just sounds like a really cool event. Are there any, um, you know, real superstar guides to, to lure the folks into the registering for the tournament you know see this is a loaded question because (laughs) there is (laughs) 
<laughs> and if all my guys are listening out there, I'm not intentionally leaving you out. That's always the but tough part. I understand. It is. It is a tough part. You know, our our event was started 39 years ago with Nick Adams, uh, who's no longer with us, um, way back in the day. And the Linders have been very, very involved as well. We give out a Ron Linder Memorial Award again this year. Um, but if somebody comes, they're going to see the likes of a Tony Roach and a Marv Kep and a Bill Shirk. They're all on the docket and they're all coming. And, you know, there's more. But again, if my guides are listening, I only have so much time. I can only just grab a few names. Uh, I totally understand, you know, but <laughs> yeah. hopefully they will as well. <laughs> Well, did, yeah, that sounds like, I mean, those are those are big names. Those are names we know. That's uh, that's some real star power there. Um, yeah. You get a few tournaments like that over in the Brainerd area. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, it's fun. Like I said, it's fun. You, you never know, you know. Last year we had many, many members of the Linder family show up, including Al himself. And, um, yeah, you just never know who could show up because – Everybody, especially in the Brainerd Lakes area, really wraps their arm around community. Mm-hmm. And Confidence Learning Center is such a big part of that community. And the fishing world is such a big part of Confidence Learning Center. We're very blessed we're, um, to be able to, you know, partner with all of these, all of these guys and um, to raise money for our programs. All right. Anything else you want us to know about uh, Confidence Learning Center or the tournament before we wrap it up? You know, I think we've covered it all. I appreciate you having me. Again, our date is June 18th. We are looking for some more fishing guides and, you know, full boats. We're looking for it all. We will shut off registration near the end of next week once we fill up completely. Um, But just if you want to come see it, come to Zorba's on Gull at about 2 o'clock and Check out all the awards, and all the, you know, you'll see pictures of all the fish that were caught during the day. All right, and one more time, if we want to get registered, where do we go? One more time, um, give us a call at 218-828-2344, or you can find us on the web at confidencelearningcenter.org. Do you have the luxury that day of fishing yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not that day. That's not a day of year I'm out there. But I enjoy being behind the scenes and making sure everything goes smoothly so that all of our participants, both guides and participants alike, um, truly have a fantastic experience that day. Sarah Smith is the Marketing and Events Director for the Confidence Learning Center. Big weekend coming up, the golf tournament on the 17th, the big uh, Camp Fishing Classic on Gull on the 18th, and all the fun stuff in between. Sarah, thanks for taking time today, and I hope you have a great uh, weekend with warm weather and at least a half of it dry. I appreciate that. I hope the same for you. When we come back, Kevin Cochran is back with more Musky Talk and the Fast Five. This is Mandy here, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Talking muskies with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service. We've had a lot of muskie talk this week, but the opener is upon us, so there's a lot to cover. As a lot of people have grown up here, this is kind of an area where people will start out catching walleyes or catching sunfish as kids, and you know they kind of grow in to going after muskies. And if there's some folks that are kind of sitting there saying, you know, I'd like to give it a try, it's well worth their time, whether it be you or any other guide. It's well worth their time to take a trip or two with a guide and find out if they even like this before they start investing because, you know, equipment's not cheap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at one rod and one reel, it's, you know, it's $1,000. So it's it, it, it's it's expensive. <laughs> so, so a guide trip or two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, in electronics too, it's not. And on my boat, you're looking at anywhere from I'd say like fifteen to eighteen grand in electronics. So, um, to keep up with the Joneses, you know, you, you need to spend some money every every few years and, and get the best that's out there. How many of your trips are hardcore vacationers who, who just love musky fishing. How many as people say, I want to give this a try, whether they're from here or elsewhere? You know, I would say maybe a 70-30. So 70%, um, you know, guys are musky anglers, and then maybe 30%, um, they're not. But they, they want to, like, see what it's all about, right? So I, you know, and I can I can tailor the trip to fit anybody's needs, Um there, there have been a few times where guys have gotten my boat and said, oh, what are we going to go fishing for today? And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> considering it's uh, a musky guide service, and I don't have a picture of me holding any other fish but a musky on my website, we're going we're gonna to try muskies today. <laughs> so, <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, that's a really rare occasion. Um, obviously, guys know what they're getting into when they when they do musky fishing, when they go musky fishing. And, you know, and, and our success rate, I mean, anywhere from like 80 to 90%. So we're, we're really good in, um, in contacting fish. It's, it's successful. And, um, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it can be a lot of work, but I mean, if somebody is, okay, look, so if somebody is unable to cast all day and we could like divide it up like casting, trolling, or jigging, um, any of those three or those three throughout the day, then, I mean, we can, and I could kind of tailor, tailor a specific trip to fit those needs. So, um, and that would, would be determined by the lake that we fish. So there'd be really specific lakes that we can do kind of all three. Um, and there's, there's lakes that I only cast. There's lakes that I only troll. So there's a, there's a, a lot of, a, a lot of, a lot of, customizing we can do so on, on trips yeah 
I'm guessing you you don't keep a running count, so you probably can't give me a, a real mathematical answer. But they call it the fish of ten ten thousand casts. How accurate is that? It's not at all. It, it used to be maybe um, maybe not as uh, maybe not as many um, as ten thousand. I, I don't know what the number could be, but I mean, there's sometimes where we only cast maybe you know if we're if fish are actually on structure and I can find it with my electronics, you know, as crazy as it might sound, we might only cast, I don't know, 300 times in a day, maybe, or maybe less. So, um, you know, the 10,000 casting is, it could almost seem like that if, if, uh, you're fishing spots in big lakes and, you know, um, maybe, <laughs> but, who knows? Uh, we've caught fish on the first cast of the day. Um, I caught a 55-inch once in the first cast of the day with uh, nice. my, a couple buddies, one of my buddies, Brian Johnson. And um, and I've seen a 54-and-a-half. I took pictures of a 54-and-a-half that was caught on the first cast of the day. So, you know, you definitely get lucky, and sometimes they'll come in the last cast of the day, too. Well, unlike uh, bass anglers, um you know where there's there's a zillion hidden away lakes that maybe only a few guys know about. There's only a certain number of lakes where muskies are, so it's not like it's a real secret where you might find them. But I still know that all guides have their own proprietary information, so I'm not going to ask for any secret spots. Nonetheless, generally going out early in the season, uh, where should we be yeah. going and what should we be doing? Um, you know, like if you're looking at, it, I would maybe look at smaller lakes however uh such as like little wolf or um or maybe some uh some of the the connected waters to cast maybe buck uh, uh big wolf uh big lake is another good early early season lake i usually do pretty well there in june um you know but if there ever is a cold front um, I try to stay off of those smaller lakes and go to, to something a little bit bigger um, because the smaller lakes are more, they're more affected by cold fronts. So, and, you know, I know the weather now isn't the greatest. Um, it does appear like it's going to be in the low 60s maybe for a high. But if we get a couple cold nights in the low 40s or even upper 30s, those small lakes might not be an option. Um, so, you know, a lot depends on water temp right now too, and I'll try to maybe just pop around and and here tomorrow and, and put my boat in a couple of different lakes and look for for warmer water temp. So, um, you know, and and I've actually done really well in Bemidji some years too, and Plantagenet um, on opener as well. So, you know, I, I threw out a handful of names of lakes, and you know, I'm sure I'll probably be on one of those. <laughs> And what what do you normally do early? I mean, as far as uh, a presentation for the for the muskies, uh, if fish are really shallow, we'll try to cast for them or like or troll. Um, and we've done pretty well doing that in the past. Uh, like really small baits, like small bucktails, glide, small glide baits, really small crank baits. Um, if they have abandoned that that uh that's the uh, initial spawning ground areas then i might try in like 10 to like 15 feet the primary break lines 
and look for fish, um, casting and trolling too. Um, and then if they're not there, I'll just kind of work my way out and, and so I'll be in, um, eventually just open water and open water. We can cast or troll kind of depending on how isolated, how, and how big that area is. Um, but it, you know, a lot depends, obviously everything depends on fish location and then also water temps too. Um, so if I'm casting open water, I'm trolling or I'm casting bigger baits like beaver baits, um, um, bulldogs, medusas, tubes, that, that sort of thing. If I am trolling the open water, I'm trolling a lot of, of bigger baits as well, like um, such as uh, like big jakes, uh, br baits, some baits called hose daddies that I've done really well on. Uh, essentially, big minnow baits. Um, and if they are shallow, I'll troll really small crankbaits. And we'll usually do pretty well. We'll pick off some smaller fish by doing that. But, uh, but you know, I, I rely on a lot of my electronics, and that kind of tells me exactly where the fish are at, and then I just go from there. Going into the uh, 2022 season, uh, from your perspective and and maybe from what you're hearing from other guys, um, what, what, seem, what are the biggest concerns in the muskie world right now? Um, the, you know... I biggest concerns. I, I think pressure will be not necess- not a concern like it was last year. Uh, more people are are going over the border now, and then also, well, you're seeing people not traveling as much too with the gas prices and and inflation and all that. I think I think uh, well, according to to the amount of trips that I've had canceled this year, um, and I've had to rearrange. Uh, due to uh, certain circumstances with my clients, it's I don't think the pressure is going to be there like it was the previous two years, like during COVID when you couldn't go over the border. Okay. Um, so it, and that's a good thing. You know, we're we're not going to have the pressure like we did uh, the last two years. Um, as far as concerns, gosh, I don't know. I I don't really see a lot of concerns to be honest with you. I I think you know maybe um, I I don't know what the stocking is like. Um, I fish a lot of natural lakes, but um, stocking is, has always been somewhat of a concern of mine as far as lakes getting the amount of fish that um, that they can handle. I just don't see that. Um, so essentially, if you stock more fish, have more fish in the lake, and um, even, even a lot of our stock lakes don't have the density that our natural lakes have. So natural lakes that are fish are naturally reproducing, there's a higher density um, in those lakes than the stock lakes. So that kind of tells me that the stock lakes can take more fish. Um, but, I mean, that's always been a concern of mine. As far as people, like, keeping fish, I don't see it. Um, you know, I I guess I don't, uh, I don't see that. I know some people have brought up using electronics um, with, a, with a sense of morality, um, essentially like describing people that jig in deeper water during times when you shouldn't be doing that, uh, which I 100% agree with. Um, you know, you could potentially kill fish doing it. Um, so it, that's that could be a concern. But uh, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, a- it's going to be a, it's going to be a concern every time I fill my boat up every three days. So <laughs> that's my concern. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I gave you a heads up. Uh, we're gonna gonna wrap it up with uh, your first ever fast five. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here's question number one. And by the way, you don't get the question number one that most people get, Kevin, because it's not even a question for you. Because the question is, what's your favorite fish to catch? And that's not even sure. a question. So you don't yeah, even sure get that one. <laughs> right. Three. Five. Fast five. Question number one. What is your favorite fish to eat? Um, I would say salmon. And my I have, my in-laws live in Anchorage. We go up there every year, typically when it's hot here um, in July, and go fishing and hundred percent. I, I love I love salmon up there. It's it's good, yeah. And I I, I do enjoy halibut too, but. But we definitely we get salmon on a regular basis and usually bring back like thirty or forty pounds of it. So yeah, I love I love Alaskan salmon. Well, that's uh, that's not a bad option, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, dogs or cats? <laughs> um, me for me, it's dogs. My wife definitely she's a cat person. Uh, but yeah, my dog. Yeah, okay. he does. Kind of a big pain, runs away on a regular <laughs> basis, but yeah, I love dogs. All right, question number three. Who was your celebrity crush in high school? Celebrity crush? Uh, uh, probably Jenny McCarthy. Okay, see, <laughs> you're definitely younger than me. <laughs> right, yeah, but I'm still older than a lot of people. <laughs> so they would have no idea who that is. All right, question number four. Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, uh, Star Wars, for sure. I, I grew up in the 80s, so Star Wars is definitely, definitely. Yep, yep, I'm with you. Love Star Wars. All right, mm-hmm. here we go. Question number five. I know you're from Indiana originally, correct? Mm-hmm. So I don't, know, I don't know where you stand on this, but this, uh, this, is gonna be, this could be earth-shattering. Mm-hmm. Vikings or Packers? Oh, Vikings for sure. Oh, God bless you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, you survived your first Fast Five, but it won't be your last. I'll warn you now, Kevin. That's fine. Don't mind me. All right, we'll catch up with you a, a little bit into the season, see how things are going. In the meantime, good luck on this opening weekend. Thank you so much, Kevin. It's great being here. That's it for this week. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks to my guest today, Sarah Smith, the Marketing and Events Director from the Confidence Learning Center about their Camp Fishing Classic on Gull Lake in two weeks. And, of course, to Kevin Cochran, who came in to tell us about muskies. Muskie opening weekend is here. When you hit the water this weekend, whether it's for walleyes, bass, muskies, panfish, northerns, whatever you're going for, be safe, have a great time, and we'll talk to you next week. Michelle, Bob, Bob. Country! Country!